At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. are listening to WOMMLP, operating out of Burlington, Vermont. This is 105.9 FM, The Radiator. It's The Rocket Shop. I'm your host, Nico Zachman. And joining us tonight is our musical guest, Mr. Nick Carter. Nick, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Nico. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Not, not a problem. Well, we'd love for you to start off with a song. What do you have for us? I have something called Rumble of the Train. Um, this album we'll talk about tonight is called Fountain Pen, and this is actually the last track on that album. And um, I like to write songs that tell stories. And this is based on uh, the fact that I used to commute downtown in Manhattan, and I would make my way through Grand Central on my way to the subway train downtown. And you could hear this woman's voice uh, before you even saw her, because the voice would just bounce off the tiles of Grand Central's tunnels. And her music was like a short sanctuary of a couple minutes long before you boarded the downtown train. And her name is Wendy. My guess is she's still down there somewhere serenading, serenading all the, uh, the commuters. So this goes out to Wendy and every other sidewalk player who's taken a minute out of their life to give someone else sanctuary in a song. And I call this Rumble of the Train. Through the tunnels and the noise, I tracked her down. She was singing by the turnstiles to a city on the run. She was passing out pieces of her heart in every song. Singing way down here, something never changed. Talking about music and the rumble of the train. trade you a story for your time well the world in endless procession and she serenade the ebb and flow she might wish we'd all pay attention but she never lets it show she just says y'all come back cause good things never change i'm talking about music and the rumble of the train Listen to her songs 
the music stays with me all day long But I gotta go So I drop the tent, gotta leave again And keep my day on track huh. Without a word she smiled We both know I'll be back All the way down here something never changed I'm talking about music and the I'm talking about music and the rumble Talking about music and the rumble Talking about music Nick Carter opening up with Rumble of the Train. Brilliant use of dynamics there. Dude, Thank what you. is up? Say again? What is up? What is up? It's great to be here. This is a chance to share some songs in the Burlington area. I'm uh, kind of new to the Burlington area. Kind of dropped anchor here about uh, five years ago. Huh. And um, still new and certainly new to the music community. So, How do you like it so far? Love it. You're talking to somebody who turned 21 again. I turn 21 about every time I pick up the guitar, so <laughs> I'm lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Good to be here. Well, thanks for joining us. The first question I want to ask you, Nick, is has anyone ever confused you for the Backstreet Boys member of the same name? Uh, I get asked once in a while, are you that guy? And I'd say, no, no, thank you. I'm not. So, yes, it does happen. It does happen. <laughs> Hence, uh, my website is Nick Carter's Music. That's not an apostrophe. It's Nick Carter's Music. We'll get to that later. But there are things I've done to kind of make sure that if you look for me, you can find me. Awesome. So moving forward to your music, how did you get your start? I got my start. It's interesting that you should ask, you should ask that. Uh, my um, uh, older brother, uh, about nine years older than I, uh, was given a drum set many, many years ago. And when he went away to school, he didn't take them with him. And so about age, I guess, I don't know, nine or ten, eight, nine or ten, um, I went into the cellar and discovered that drum set and uh, turned on music and started playing along, just seeing and discovering that I could use the foot pedal on the kick drum, the hi-hat, the snare drum, the cymbals, and all of a sudden these things started to fall into place. And it, it, I have to say it came easily, um, enough to make it very how would you say, um, very alluring. You know, it was like, okay, I'm in this. And so that's probably how it all got started, and then moving into other things later. So are you like a self-taught drummer? I am, yeah. I wound up taking drum lessons, um, studied it in band during those public school, high school years. Uh, but yeah, and um, studied hard. Nice. Would you say that was like your first, like, memory of music? Yes, that very much so. And then guitar came later and singing came later. Did you start guitar like sort of like later in your career? 
Guitar, it's interesting. Guitar, there's a song I'll share with you later. It's called Guitar is My Compass. And um, it's an interesting story. In high school, uh, a guy down the hall in the dormitory um, uh, loaned me his guitar just to play. And I said, this is kind of cool, but I don't really know how to play this. And so during high school and college, I picked up the guitar and learned it. But after college, put the thing down again for a bunch of reasons and uh, picked it up again um, probably after college and when I was sort of back in the workforce. <laughs> and then, then took lessons and paid some attention to how you can really, you know, kind of get lost inside the fretboard in a really good way. <laughs> and so the really study of guitar didn't kick in until probably after college, actually. Hmm. Interesting. Where'd you go to school? Lafayette College. Ah, nice. Do you major in anything uh, particular? Absolutely nothing musical, to my chagrin. I studied history. Hmm. Lafayette had some really uh, uh, available and, and good-hearted uh, music teachers, but at that time, um, its main strength was you know, pre-law or pre-med or engineering, and it didn't have a huge music department. I believe it does now. And, oh, cool. Uh, but I continued to sing in college and was in barbershop quartets and things like that. So when I wasn't trying to write history term papers, I was chasing down quartet music with my three other buddies. So. Would you say, like, looking looking back in retrospect, do you think, like, you... Are you, like, ashamed that you didn't, like, major in anything musical in college, or...? Uh... No, no, uh, because I still chased it. I mean, there was a, a Shanana-type band that formed, and I was one of their lead singers. Um, during the summertime, I participated in summer theater, you know, back home in Maine. Nice. And those opportunities were singing opportunities and um, during those years paid very close attention to the guitar so now you know it would have been if if there had been a more active music program at Lafayette I probably would have taken a deeper cut at it but uh, it didn't stop me oh well it's good to good to hear yeah so when did you actually start like cre recording music would you say recording music uh, with some real serious focus really began, um, it's it kind of episodic. It began in around 2002, and I recorded a very short collection of four or five songs. Um, and events and circumstances kept me from recording again until 2015. Hmm. And that gave birth to an album called Lost Weekend, which um, is out there on the internet. Um, it's a perfectly nice album. Uh, Fountain Pen was what came next. And that was really, I guess you'd have to say that was my real serious effort at some real um, um, earnest songwriting and checking the music with other folks and participating in songwriter workshops to sharpen my skills. And um, that's the third recording project, if you will. So recording ah, kind of nice. episodic. Kind of kind of jumping, jumping ahead here, yep. but... Um, Jump ahead. It's jump, okay. Jumping even further ahead, actually, <laughs> now is... Um, so I was reading in your bio that you were a finalist in the 2022 Rose Garden Coffeehouse Performing Songwriter Competition yeah. in Mansfield, Massachusetts. That's true. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Yes. Gracious people. Um, and uh, a couple of songs that are on the album were, were competitive in that uh, event. There were three contestants, and I was honored to be picked at all. Um, 
and uh, a very talented woman named Carol Wise from Maine actually was the winner at that event. But we've made friends and a lot of other musical opportunities have emerged from that. Um, so I think those things are, you know, um, they have an honor in themselves to be among those chosen to participate as a finalist. Nice. And uh, it's always nice to take away the blue ribbon, but it doesn't mean the end of the world if you don't. Would you say it's like American Idol in a way? <laughs> Acoustic, yeah. In a small church cellar in Mansfield, Mass. Lovely venue and all, but uh, maybe not quite as intense as American Idol, but okay. still fun. Yeah. So um, we'd love to hear another song. What do you got for us? I have something called Comfort in Your Cup. And each of these songs has a story to it. And in a nutshell, this song was a co-write with a friend named Kent Agee, based in Nashville. And in a summary, the story goes like this. I imagined uh, a, the song as a reflection on a friend who, who I did know years ago, who may still be running a diner in the uh, Stanford, Connecticut area, a very, very hospitable woman named Angie. And we all know these kind of people. They, they welcome you. You walk into the restaurant or the diner or the hotel, wherever it is, and they make you feel like they have been waiting just for you, right? Yeah. And it's like they've been waiting all day for you. And they manage everything that you uh, would like to have for dinner um, wonderfully, and, and they make you feel very comfortable. And this song just imagines what Angie might have said if at the end of the day someone had ever asked her, when you get home, after taking care of all of us in the diner, who's looking after you? And this is just trying to imagine what Angie might have said. Yeah, I was born here. Yes, I live here all my life. Sat right there in that booth at Senior Prom. Made that satin dress myself. You can probably tell. But I felt like something special with it on. That boy said he loved me. Sitting right where you are now. He swore he was going to get us both away. Well, he got away all right. Making tips that I spent yesterday But I'll pour comfort in your cup And I'll hear your story Though you're only passing through Yes, sometimes it's almost enough You know that everybody feels The way I I'd turn around and see him smiling as the jukebox played our song. But I knew better than that, he's never coming back. So I buckled up my heart and I carried on, pouring comfort in your cup. And I hear your story, though you're only passing through. Yes, sometimes it's almost enough To know that everybody feels 
the way I do You know that boy He called me just the other day He said I was his one chance To get love right I told him he could have tried That line on the girl He left behind But he ain't gonna find her here But it was completed by cup And it don't even matter if it's true Sometimes it's almost enough To know that everybody feels The way I do Yes, sometimes it's almost enough To know that everybody feels I live here all my life mm -hmm. Nick Carter there with Comfort in Your Cup Righto What would you say are your biggest influences as a musician? Biggest influence in terms of songwriting, perhaps songwriters. Or? Songwriting, you know, what you're fond of, any anything like sure, that. Sure, sure. Good question. Fun question. Um, I like I like any kind of song where there is um, real focus on something called prosody, which is a highfalutin term, which really simply means one thing: really using uh, structure of the song the way you could play the guitar, the way you use your melody to reinforce the lyrics of the song. Yeah. And one of the first times I ever heard that at work, where it really kind of jumped out at me, was in his album, um, I think it's called Short Stories, Harry Chapin. And there's a song called Better Place to Be. And there's a really wonderful line where he's um, become, uh, he's with a lady and trying to make friends with this lady. And they're talking about um, clothes tumbling down hmm. and the piano in that song does all of these fabulously jazz oriented out of a folk song all of a sudden these random tones that are totally in sync with the pitch and the key of the song but it was like there it is there's the falling objects <laughs> and I thought okay that matters and I was in high school and hence I would have to say that's one of the I think times in life when Harry Chapin kind of emerged as a real icon for me. Nice. I heard Taxi, speaking of just influences, and um, I, I, I was drawn into that story. I can almost still feel the day in March. Uh, I don't know quite why, but it was a winter's day, and I was sitting listening to the radio, and I could hear, uh, it was raining hot in Frisco, mm -hmm. one more fear take my night. And the movement and the lyric and the way he could tell a story. And I'm inspired to try to do that. Every time I pick up the pen to write, Nico, um, I learn something about the challenges of what it means to write a song, <laughs> you know? Um, I'm only beginning to learn this craft. And um, um, this album, Fountain Pen, is a real effort on my part to, to tell a story in every song. And with some luck, 
somewhere along the line, the the words and the songs, um, somehow maybe a listener is going to hear a story that they relate to or somehow see themselves in the song. And yeah. uh, so the influences are that. So prosody, songs that do that, styles, um, where where the usage of guitar, the usage of the chord form really help drive home the lyric. Nice. So you, I heard you mention the word jazz early earlier, and would you say you're a big jazz fan? I'm a jazz admirer. I don't pretend to know all that much about it. I fell in love a long time ago with uh, Miles Davis's Birth of the Cool. What a wonderful and that, album. And, and that is, and, and Kind of Blue followed. So those two I really love. Um, and um, you're, you're hearing that from somebody who really doesn't play jazz. Okay. But uh, I, I have great respect, huge respect. Yeah. For those who do. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot to be found in every genre. Sure. A lot of great stuff to be found in every genre, from top 40 to jazz to death metal to, you know, to ev everything like that. So, so Nick, your album, Fountain Pen, you mentioned that it's your debut into the contemporary folk world. Is, you know, have you, like, played in any, any genres, like, prior to your album, Fountain Pen? That's a very fair question. The answer is not really. Um... The, uh, the album, uh, Lost Weekend, um, which you can find on the web too, has a bit has some distinctive country feel to it. Hmm. Um, lots of, um, uh, some, a lot of Telecaster work done in that album. I don't, I had a fantastic musician named, I'll, I'll plug his name, Matt Ray, very fine human being and a marvelous, absolutely marvelous master of the Telecaster. Hmm. And he played a huge role in that album with me. Um, uh, but no, folk, folk with, with attention to story and usage of instrumentation to, you know, color the harmonies is, is my focus right now. Perhaps the usage of different capo forms, you know, and different tunings mm -hmm. might be where the contemporary comes in. And right. contemporary might also be applicable when you consider sort of the, I guess maybe somewhat more contemporary themes or usage of language in the songs. Right, right. So you, you, mentioned, you mentioned in your bio that you collaborated with Seth Glier. Apologies if I got that name wrong. That would be, it would rhyme with clear. Seth, Seth Glier. Glier. Seth Glier. My bad. No problem. Um, He'll forgive you. And, uh, and you've also collaborated with Ellis Paul, Antje Duvecot. Antje Duvecot. Okay, thank you. Sure. And uh, as well as members of Red Molly. So tell us how that kind of came to be. That what? came up, sure, absolutely. Um, all those folks I met at songwriter workshops. Ah. Okay. Um, I, he probably won't mind if I plug it, but there's a New England songwriters retreat every Labor Day. And this year there's also one uh, the, hosted by Ellis Paul that takes place the weekend before Labor Day and Labor Day. And at one of those songwriter retreats three or four years ago, I met all those folks and became friends with them. Um, I love the way Ansha sings, the way Abby Gardner and Laurie McAllister sing Red Molly. Uh, Abby plays a fabulous um, resonator um, uh, guitar, uh, dobro. Um, and, dobro. I'm familiar um, with the dobro. This is, um, so th that's, you know, the songwriting, uh, often 
I would run my songwriting ideas. What do you think of this theme? What do you think of that theme? Uh, by Ellis, Paul. <laughs> and uh, he, he has um, uh, been real collaborative and real willing to kind of talk me off the ledge on different song ideas and on to other ideas. And uh, a very, very helpful guide. Um, and um, he had the great habit of saying, nope, that doesn't work, and go back to the drawing board. So I'd go back into the laboratory and come back again and again. Um, Seth was a wonderful producer and a very talented musician, Grammy-nominated producer in his own right, but um, um, very, very good at making sure that my voice and my guitar playing became prevalent throughout the work. Okay. And the singing done by all the others, very, very uh, prevalent in the, in the album, uh, but not dominant because I was lucky enough to have Seth play ver pay very close attention to just making sure that um, this stuff supports the stories that I wrote and the singing that I want to do. Right. And I'm grateful for the work they all did. They're wonderfully talented people. Seth sounds like he has all of the hallmarks of a great producer. Indeed. Well, I think we'd love to hear another song. What do you got for us? This is called Fountain Pen. And it's um it's um it's a downer. And um it's um the voice of a broken heart. We just quickly bring the guitar back into are coming clear and she's leaving you one last souvenir I am her only fountain pen the birthday gift you gave her back then and I can't count the time she picked me up and put me down but she's writing rain tonight the way the ink is pouring out and her words say you are out of time and they lay across the page like a field of mines and there's no way out between the lines and I can't stop it from writing it's the end I am just a fountain pen a jet black arrow flying from her hand I signed your names the day you traded wedding bands and 
Italian summer postcards and late night letters back at school and notes of devotion by two crazy loving fools but tonight she's asking how it all went wrong drawn lines straight to all you could have done and question marks and margins hanging heavy so cold and one exclamation point closing in to take its toll her words say you are out of time they lay across the page like a field of mines and there's no way out between the lines and i can't stop her from writing it's the end I am just a fountain pain Her pain is out of hiding And she can't fake it anymore And the ink from my lips Draws you a goodbye kiss And she packs me in her suitcase And pins that letter to the door guessing the title track to Nick Carter's new album, Fountain Pen. Thank you for pointing that out. Absolutely <laughs> right. Thank you. Did you literally write these songs with a fountain pen by any chance? <laughs> I did at different times, um, but uh, no, not entirely. Okay. Not entirely. All right. Well, do That's you play... a very good and fair question. <laughs> do you play live? <laughs> um, when, when you do, is it just you or with the band? Um, I generally play solo. Oh. I had an album launch event uh, at a nice restaurant down in Shelburne, Peg and Tear's restaurant, um, last December, and Seth, my producer, came up and joined me. And we had a wonderful evening uh, with him on the keyboard playing some guitar and me doing the album tracks and Seth singing back up. Um, and so generally, though, with the exception of that event, I do generally play solo. Okay. Uh, sometimes, sometimes that's what you, what's what you know, what works. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't work with other musicians, but for you, it just seems to work. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I, I think it. That's that's my sense of it. It does feel. There are plenty of times when I've had a bass player or, say, a, a, a drummer on a cajon, you know, mm. sitting in and putting down some bottom as we play, and that usually works very nicely. So, it's not like I don't want friends in the game with me. You know, it's just. <laughs> 
usually works out to be solo. Okay, so how do you, how do you, would you say your songs change when other musicians are involved? Great question. Uh, that usually is, um, there'll be a longer groove. Oh, yeah? So... Listening rooms are a delight to play in, but often in bars, you've got folks who are certainly courteous enough to listen, but there's noise in the room. And so you got to get a groove going to sort of, and play at low level. Low level? To, so as not to overpower anybody, because basically I have the theory that if you deliver the song, you know, in a good way, uh, and play the volume according to what works for you, often people will quiet down and listen. Quiet down and listen. Sometimes that works, not always. <laughs> Do you do you generally when you say quiet down and listen? Do you is that what you prefer, or do you prefer like you know a more kind of raucous crowd? Oh, that's a good. That's perfectly interesting. I I I was in a bar um, just last week, and there were a lot of talkative people, so yeah. I just kept going. You know, I mean, the the key I think is just bring your music, bring the joy, um, what art you want to share, and invariably they appreciate it, even if they're having a conversation. You know. Oh. Um, and oftentimes, the slower songs or the softer songs, like the fountain pen or comfort in your cup, that often draws attention in a nice way. And, and uh, you know, uh, people came to have fun. I'm not there to tell them not to talk. I'm just there to bring them the background sound, if that's what it's going to be. Okay. Yeah, because I was asking because some sometimes songwriters, like, you know, ask ask the audience not to applause or not to not even to speak like during during a performance, not to be like on their phones and stuff when they when they talk. And you seem you seem to be more more kind of cool and, uh, and trying to about be. It. There are there are listening rooms out there, and I played in a few, and they're wonderful. You know, it's a little bit like this. You know, where you have yeah. people really listening, and I like that added sort of little bit of extra pressure to make sure you get everything down there. And, you know, frankly, it, it draws me out. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, this is just a small room here, but uh, I care about how these songs make you guys feel as much as if I were in a big listening room. I appreciate that. So have you started planning your, would you say, next album? Um, if so, what would you do anything different this time? I would probably, these songs on Fountain Pen, um, you know, they are all about some form of relationship. And I guess no, there's not too many songs out there that ain't about relationships. On the other mm -hmm. hand, um, the new album, um, I really want to use uh, the songs to speak out about what's going on in the world as well. Okay. These songs dwell, I mean, the Fountain Pen, um, you know, there's an old saying. Uh, Dave Dave uh, Carter, late great songwriter, used to say in a in a, in a gig, "Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. The music you're about to hear is all true. It just doesn't mean every it doesn't mean that everything happened in the songs, right? Well, I believe that the songs on Fountain Pen are drawn on something that happened in my life that I actually feel is an authentic story, or I wouldn't have tried to write the songs, you know. Right. And so, in the new album. 
I still want those authentic factors to be at work, but I really look forward to speaking about other things, that just the colossal risks about the environment, some of the unprecedented pressures on the community by political and social forces at work and things like that. So I'd like to write about other stuff. It's great that you mentioned that because I was just about to ask if your if your songs come from like personal or political or you know like you said environmental like you know you know yes. worries but yes. but yeah it seems like you have kind of a kind of a combination of all of those. Yeah, I do. Um I mean, I'm going to end with a song from the album, but if there's yeah, I mean, I I've got a few things here. The album there's about 6 or 7 songs sort of six or seven songs in the works now that I would call done. Some of them are, I think, studio ready, but, you know, I haven't put it together yet because I want to have another, you know, there's an old saying, if you want 10 songs for your album, write 30. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm writing a whole bunch because obviously, you know, it takes, it takes time to come down with the songs, the handful of songs that you look at and you say, I want that one. You know, <laughs> I want that one. Yeah. Yeah, so it's basically like, you know, would you say would you say you're going to be like you, do you always put 10 songs on an album and just like use like the rest for like, you know, like B-sides, compilations, rarities, whatever? Sure. Um the, the album last weekend had 11 tracks, I think. Uh Fountain Pen I think had 11 tracks. Yeah, I it think. does. I it should does. know. It's my own. It album. does it does have 11. I just <laughs> I just haven't checked that out. I I yeah. I checked before I uh before the show and yeah. it does have 11. Where did you record your last album? Last album was recorded in Springfield, Mass, in a place called Ghost Hit Recording. Very beautiful setting, a repurposed, repurposed church that nice. the uh, studio owner uh, succeeded in uh, setting up as a beautiful acoustic space. Ah, cool. Did you do it all in one session? No. Um, the, the band sessions were all during one week in uh, Ghost Hit Recording. And then Seth Glear, the producer, has a beautiful shed at his home where some of the vocal tracks were put down and perhaps, if you want to call them, perfected, rerun. Right. But all the work done instrumentally with the band and the ensemble were done at Ghost Head. And some nice. vocals, too. Nice. So, so you didn't, you, you know, do you plan on recording in, uh, in the Burlington area? Because, I mean, obviously, you're, yeah, you said that you've been here for like the past five years. Yeah, no, it's, you know, one better not go on Burlington radio and call themselves new to Burlington and then talk about going elsewhere to record the next album. I, I'm totally open to finding some, some great venues and meeting new talent and all. I might drag Seth with me, though, because he's, he's, he's sort of the trusted uh sort of co is he like now. is he like your right hand man basically yeah kind of yeah he might he might call it i'm both your hands nick <laughs> is that good but uh yeah yeah well i think it's time i think it's time we close us out with uh one more song sure uh what do you have i have what was i, I began this with the last track on fountain pen called rumble the train i'm gonna end it with the first track Called my guitar is my compass, and I. There was a period of time when I put this guitar down. True story, and um, and there's basically just a thread that talks about a period of time when I put the guitar down, and then a few things that happened that brought the guitar back 
end of my life. Winter 78 I finally quit the band For a job back home With family Just did not see The trouble coming down As my guitar became A stranger to me I was fresh out of school Steady paycheck in hand My pockets full of cash had an office in the field Helping farmers work the land Had three good years before the crash Then the markets broke the farms And the banks came calling for the keys I closed up shop And I watched those bridges burn my hometown wasn't home to me The right road don't always lead you home And the wrong ones are paved with alibis But if my guitar is my compass when I go I'll find my road And my song leaves stars I'm guided by Work on Wall Street, found no peace of mind. Started playing downtown bars. Finally broke away and left the suits behind and traded stocks for tips in a job. When I go, I'll find my room And my song will be the stars I'm guided by Here we go Catching quarters for a solo But it's better than a promise never came Oh, it's better than a promise never came The right road don't always lead you home And the wrong ones are paved with alibis But if my guitar is my compass when I go I'll find my road I road don't always need to hold And the wrong ones are begging out of But if my guitar is my compass when I go I'll find my road And my song will be the stars I'm guided by Yes, 
my songs will be the stars I'm guided by Now come my friend, help me find my road And won't you kindly guide me home And be my compass when I go That was Mr. Nick Carter closing us out with My Guitar is My Compass. Man, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Nick, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Do you have any upcoming gigs? I do. I'll be at um, on Father's Day at the Shelburne Vineyard. So come on down and have a, have a beverage. And uh, I, I think, weather permitting, I'll be outside there. I have got several gigs in the Shelburne Farmer's Market area and Burlington Farmer's Market um, and some online gigs as well. Um, my uh, website is Nick Carter's Music. That's Nick Carter with an S at the end, not an apostrophe, nickcartersmusic.com. You go to that website and look at the bottom right corner of the landing page. You'll get to my socials, Facebook, uh, Instagram. And at the bottom of that page, you get more information of all the upcoming gigs. I've got several in the works that I haven't announced yet because I'm still working on establishing dates with the venues. So. All right. Well, you heard it here first, folks. NickCartersMusic.com. And you can find him on Facebook as well and all of his other social medias. You can listen to Nick's new album, Fountain Pen, anywhere music is found. CD, Apple Music, Bandcamp, Spotify, the whole nine yards. Well, that's going to do it for this week's Rocket Chop. Thank you all for listening. Tune in next week when we welcome Lake Waves to the show. You've been listening to WOMMLP, operating out of Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 FM, The Radiator. I've been your host, Nico Zachman, and good night. Thank you all for listening.